0: Before we get started with the show today, I want to let everyone know about our new merchandise store available at Uh There you can find uh, hats, t-shirts, leggings. Um, we got some really cool stuff there for you guys. Everything you buy uh, helps to support the show, um, and uh, it's a great conversation piece. You can let other people know about the podcast um, be able to recognize each other in public when you meet another fan. So, uh, go to messystudiopodcast.com and check out the merch store. On with the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about ebbs and flows. The ebbs and flows of income and other positive events are challenges for any self-employed person, yet we have to deal with slack times if we want to persist. Once you become discouraged, it can be easy to lose your motivation and even think about giving up. Today, we'll talk about some strategies and thoughts that can help you if you're in the midst of a downturn, and also ways to take best advantage of the good times. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll.
1: Hello, everyone. I'd say this is truly one of the hardest things to accept and deal with. Uh, Even, you know, I've been. Painting and professionally for over thirty years, and I still find it hard to get through uh, times when nothing much is happening. It's it's emotional as well as financial when this happens, and um, I would say too to start out, it is relative. This these downtimes can feel as bad to you if you're. Only used to making a small amount of money from your work, as if you're used to having it, it's a big part of your income. Because no matter what it is, it feels bad when it stops happening. <laughs> and it's not just uh, financial either. I mean, the opportunities, the recognition, the um, any any form of acknowledgement of what you do, we sort of thrive on that. And when if that dries up, it it feels bad. Um, I. I've been talking to other artists and friends, and, and and it's true for myself that this has been rather a tough year for sales. Um, and I, for myself, other good things happen, but I'm just speaking about sales and it's not been a good year. And so it seemed like to me like a good time for a little pep talk for this podcast, because <laughs> I know it's not just me. There are other people out there who are having a hard time. And there always will be, because your personal cycle may not coincide with others, or it may. And um, sometimes we can point to things, or at least we'd like to point to things, like we can say, oh, it's the economy, or the the political climate, or something. We We can say it's something much beyond ourselves that we have no control over, and to some extent that can be true. I think a lot of people experienced hard times after 2008. And you know, in the economy, whatever, that these things affect everybody. But um, and it doesn't mean that you can't have success during those
0: times. There are a lot of people who build fortunes during economic downturns, and it is possible to to really be successful during that time. But it's difficult um, as much because of just the psychological effect of an economic downturn or a personal financial downturn as, as much as anything else that's happening.
1: Yeah, and I I don't mean to discount those things that are larger than ourselves, either that can affect us. I mean, one of the things people say about the art market is that the aging population, so that people um, in, say, their 50s, 60s, probably have the artwork they want, and they're the people with a disposable income, and much younger people are probably not buying as much art. And so you know there are things that affect it for sure, and those that's kind of a, a bigger global picture, and and also the decline of brick and mortar galleries. I mean, there many galleries have closed in recent years, or they're struggling. And so these are these are facts. Um, but it is it's also I mean I guess the point of this um, of this podcast will be strategizing and trying to to get around something it is out of your control, and, and control what you can, you know, do what you can in this situation. The, I and, and kind of going along with what I just said, taking things very personally is kind of, it's very uh, tempting to say, I'm not having a good year, my work must be bad, whatever. <laughs> uh, but as soon as you start to take it personally, you can find yourself in a pretty bad state of mind. Yeah, that's a downward spiral. Mm-hmm and and our work is very personal. I mean it's it's hard to separate it out. What we do we're not making I well I know you have referred to it as a product at times Ross but it's beyond a product. I mean it is it is something that comes from our heart and soul. And
0: well, I mean speaking as somebody who produces a consumable product yes that comes from my heart and soul too and I and I put a lot of my personal um, you know, emotion tied up into the well, success I, of that. I
1: know. And I like we said in the intro too, it's, it's anybody who's self-employed is right. probably doing something that's close to their heart.
0: And there's a creative process involved with yeah. all of it. And, um, okay. you know, I, whether you're a small business entrepreneur or an artist, yeah. like you really have an emotional investment okay. in what you're doing. I, I'm
1: eating my words. <laughs> Dial, dialing back. Okay. No matter what you're producing <laughs> as an entrepreneur, it's personal. And yeah. so when it's not doing well, I don't feel so good, personally. Um, and, and you can go into that downward spiral. You're talking about like, oh, just kind of give up. Um, it affects your creativity. You know, you feel like, um, what am I doing wrong? And when you start to question your own creative impulses, it, not, I mean, you can definitely look at your work objectively and say, am I producing good work? But to question your very need to create is, is a, dead end. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So you need to keep nurturing all that stuff on a personal level for yourself. And so uh, I I guess I have a few ideas that I think are helpful during these times. And one of them is to talk to other artists. Uh, I mentioned, um, I have done this to some extent. I know that artists, like a lot of people, are reluctant to say if things are not going well for them in the business sense. And yet, if you say to them, you know, it's been kind of a rough year, very often they'll be like, yeah, tell me about it, you know. <laughs> so it, it can give you some sense of support, maybe just talking about it, just maybe getting some ideas and sharing that this is happening. Otherwise, you can feel very isolated. And if others are experiencing it, it's somewhat you know, makes you feel a little bit better. <laughs> it's it, it makes it less personal, let's just say that, um, to know that perhaps it is more of a trend than you realize. Um well,
0: and I think it's important to get outside of your immediate circle and and talk to some some other people. Um, you know, a lot of times when we're talking with our friends about it, we're looking for a certain response, and sometimes we get it, and sometimes we don't. And mm-hmm. um, you know, if you if you just get out and meet some new people, um, you know, you might get kind of a fresh take on on what you're dealing with, and mm-hmm. and people can surprise you,
1: right? And and people even people you know can come up with ideas that you may have rejected right? and say, well, have you tried, you know, have you really looked into online sales or something? Um, have you considered this or that? And like, well, no, because we tend to have our boundaries pretty well in place of what we're gonna do or what we're not gonna do. And so I guess when you're having, when you're not having a lot of sales, you, you get a little more open to to trying some other things. And see, and see if it works. I mean, I know I've gotten more involved in Instagram this year because I keep hearing this is the thing, you know, and really before I was so seldom I would do anything with it. But because I've heard quite a bit about how it can lead to things, I've, I've been posting a lot more and being willing and happy to do it, I mean, it's fine. Um, I think any action feels good, right? Like you're you're trying to address it. You're you're being. Um, you feel like you have a hand in things if you take some steps rather than just being passive and say, you know, where are those checks or <laughs> where are those happy emails? Or I'm not getting any. Uh, being proactive with your galleries if you work with galleries, and this is something I did recently was to contact most of my galleries and say, where are we at? You know, is there something can we make some changes? Is there something I can do for you to make this happen? And I did get some definite answers back about steps to take, things that they would like from me. And I wouldn't have known that if I didn't ask. Um, they, I mean, I wouldn't say that flat out. They may have gotten around to saying something. But the fact that I asked them was good. Then I have more of a plan of action going forward with them. And that and so I kind of feel like, okay, this is, I'm on it, you know?
0: Well, and it may be something that's very difficult for them to contact you about. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it, it's probably very difficult for a gallery owner to call up an artist and say, <laughs> uh, hey, do you think you can do stuff that's a little bit more like this? Or do you think you can do this or that uh-huh. for me? Uh-huh. Um,
1: but if the artist says hey i'm open to it tell me what to do yeah yeah
0: yeah it's it's uh you open the door for them to say things to you that that maybe they wouldn't call you up on the phone and say otherwise yeah and these can be very helpful and and can really help you make steps forward so
1: yeah and it i think it's really a good move because it lets the gallery know that you're you're concerned or you're you're not only concerned but you're you're willing to to listen and and work with them, and they, like you said, it would be hard to call up and say, um, "Yeah, look, it's not working out," or something, you know. <laughs> so that's that's a. Um, if this is a little pep talk. Uh, to everyone, but these some of these things I've actually done myself, so not all of them <laughs> at this point.
0: Well, um, and if they've got a rolodex with you know twenty names in it, and they can work with any of these artists and put whatever up on their walls, it's if if they have somebody who's contacting them and saying, "Hey, look, I really want to work with you. Yeah, yeah I really want to make this happen. Uh, you know, help me to help you." Then every, they're just more likely to want to work well, with that person than the every, person who never calls and checks in with them.
1: Yeah, and everybody everybody wants to work with people who are not pushy, but, but enthusiastic. But yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, let's make this happen. So um, another tip kind of for the creative self. And I said, you know, you need to keep nurturing that. And there can be a feeling if your sales are slow, that you're working and working in the studio. And it's like, God, this stuff is piling up. And what do I do with it? And all my galleries are well supplied and I don't know what to do with this work. Um, it might be a time to try something different. I mean, maybe if you always, uh, paint, maybe try some drawing or try some printmaking or take a workshop or something that it, it's actually can be an opportunity to step aside from production mode because you've, you've supplied people with good work and that's, that's important. The galleries have what they need. And now, Maybe it's a break for you, and maybe you can spend time focusing on something else for a little while, and that it might be you know reading or just making a lot of notes or something like that, and and even things that are more or less fun like catching up on your inventory or your business stuff or whatever. So you know, realizing actually this could be a bit of a break, and and trying to take advantage of that. Another thing to really look at your emails, your whatever form you keep notes in, and see, have I overlooked something? Is there some thing that I let fall through the cracks? Um, I just this morning went through and found somebody who had inquired about a painting. I had responded, and she never responded back. And I, I thought, well, it's worth asking her again, you know. And and I, I sent her an email. So kind of mining anything that's been left up in the air or anything like that. And um, making sure you haven't dropped the ball on something that, that could, could be something. Looking for alternative ways to sell. I mentioned um, Instagram. Uh, also, Artwork Archive. I've talked about that in the past where you can put work on a public page and then put that URL out there that people can buy. And I do that with, with small work. I works on paper. Um, and sh- knowing that you you do need to, to do your own promotion, your own self-promotion through Facebook and social media or whatever media you use, uh, it's always a big mistake to leave it all to the gallery. <laughs> and that's a pretty sure way to kind of, if things are not going well, they're going to stay that way. So trying to to engage people in interest. and maybe time for a new gallery or a different gallery, but knowing that when you change galleries or when you start a new gallery, it can take a year before things start happening, before pe- before you're established in that gallery and people know to look for your work there. So that's not a quick fix, but it's worth putting into the mixture there of what what's working, what isn't working, because that's kind of what you're doing here. You're You're evaluating, you're taking this time to try to see, are there ways I can... Improve. Are there ways I can make things happen that I haven't been doing? Um, well, and that that
0: economic crunch will will really show you what's working and what's not. You know, mm-hmm. it's e- it's easy to, to ignore um, it when money is coming in. It's it's easy to ignore what's working and what's not. It's it's all just kind of working, and some of it works better than other things. Yeah. But when you're in that economic crunch, you really see. What is is it that's effective and what is not effective?
1: Mm -hmm. And And it it might be the scale of your work. Are you selling a lot of small work but not larger work? Um, And I, I guess, or other things. I mean, you might see a certain series or something that you did that people are really responding to but not so much other. But I will say I also think it's important to not be too heavily swayed by whatever you perceive in the market at the moment. Because first of all, that can change. You can be wrong. And I often think there's no... We like to look for trends and what's working in terms of sales. But all it takes is the right person to come in and see a particular painting. And then that becomes part of the trend, even though that painting wasn't like the other ones. you know. So I guess I'm saying, I think it's kind of hard to predict. And I personally don't like to tailor my work too much to what I perceive to be a trend Um, because I can be wrong or in a bigger picture it's also that I don't want to tamp down the path that I'm on. I mean in the end that's what it's about. It's about doing your best work.
0: Yeah, I think that your work is something that that needs to really come from from your own creative drive. Um, what I was speaking about was more marketing strategies. Yeah, and, oh, uh, strategies for yeah, sure. Yeah, and what's yeah. what's working for your for your promoting your work and and what isn't yeah.
1: working. Yeah, um, but I, I did want to put that that bit in though about because people will often think, well, you know, maybe this new way I'm working just isn't the right. People don't like it or something, and you and it may take a while for people to adapt if you've made a change. Or like I said, it's it's really hard to know exactly what's happening. Right, And I think the bottom line is like your aim is to just keep making your best work, no matter what's happening around you. And and trust that there is this awareness and process going on. The, uh, sometimes I like to imagine that all the things that are going on that I don't know about yet <laughs> – like how many people have have seen my work in a gallery and there and right now they're sitting around talking about yeah you know we should really we should really think about that painting you know <laughs> you don't know this stuff there are so many mysteries and things can turn on a dime you know and you can and then that's the upside of all this is you know just like the good times don't always last the bad times don't always last either they don't and there's right. there's kind of a gradual I like to think of an art career as a gradual getting up you know a gradual line going up on the graph but there will be times when it stalls a little bit. And well, that's, that's fine.
0: And and anyone who's worked in some kind of food service in a restaurant or at a bar or something like that knows knows that there's this incredible group psychology and group consciousness at work where you'll be having a really slow day and then all of a sudden 20 people who don't know each other.
1: <laughs> they suddenly show they up. They
0: just all come in the door <laughs> at once and suddenly you have this incredible rush of customers and you can't keep up with it. And yeah. it's, it's not like they were, I mean, sometimes there is like, party bus that pulls up or something like that but you know a lot of times it's just five or six groups of people who converge who they just all show up at the same time for some bizarre unknown reason <laughs> some some element of of yeah. group psychology
1: oh, that's interesting yeah, yeah. And,
0: and so I, the same thing can happen with your artwork you can you can get a whole rush of people who for whatever reason, all of a sudden, they all just decide, I'm going to buy a Rebecca Kroll painting.
1: And, And it's funny, too, in terms of those flow times, I think, I think, as much as all of us have experienced the slow times when nothing much is happening, we have experienced the times where you can't quite believe how much is going on at once and how many demands there are on you for your work. And it's, I mean it's kind of it's kind of a crazy life cuz it's just like it can be overwhelmingly so much to do and it can be very quiet and and knowing that that is a cycle there's a, there's a cycle there and I think those are good things to keep in mind when you're I mean, we can get into the philosophical or spiritual realm here. One of the things I think is really important at any stage, whether good things are happening or whether they're not, is to ex- feel and express gratitude for what has happened so far and what you have in your life and where your work has taken you. And to, to really acknowledge that, and that is outside of, the the ebbs and flows. That's the water underneath that deep down in the ocean that is constant and whatever is happening on the surface with the waves and the tides, I'm getting into this analogy here (laughs) that that is temporary, but that deep underlying current is, is your creativity. It's your gratitude. It's your appreciation for the world around you. And I mean, you have to tap into that stuff.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that having a sense of humor too, about whatever your situation is, whether it's good or bad, is it can be an incredibly healing thing. Um, you know, I I I uh, I had a, something happen recently where um, another company launched a product in the same niche as mine and uh, in the same geographic re- region. It's on the shelf right next to my product, and and their packaging looks. For all the world like a uh, a Walmart brand ripoff generic version of my product yeah and and the at first I was very upset about this um and uh you know i I probably went out and said some things I shouldn't have said mm. yeah which which I regret and which I apologized for but after taking a few days really to of deep breathing and <laughs> <laughs>
1: tapping into that deep underlying flow right
0: (laughs) what i realized was that it's 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 actually it's quite funny because this is a company that is is quite large and um at least in in kind of the craft world they're not a uh you know a miller Coors or something like that but they're Mm -hmm. they're quite a large brand and Mm -hmm. their brand is very much about uh being creative and unique and here they've gone and and just ripped off my product and slapped a label on it. It's it's really it's quite off brand for them to uh-huh. to create something that that really does look like a generic <laughs> version of my product. Mm. It really looks like a brand X kind of yeah. you know knockoff. Right. <laughs> and, but and so it's really it's quite funny. And it's I yeah. you know after taking a d- few deep breaths I realized this is this is really far more damaging to their brand than it is to mine. <laughs> You know, to be on the shelf next to my product, which looks really quite unique and exciting. (laughs) And theirs looks like a, you know, a a great value knockoff. So...
1: (laughs) and it helped you to find the humor yeah, yeah exactly yeah, I,
0: yeah. I, I, I had to i had to have a sense of humor about the whole thing and, and yeah. realize this isn't worth getting upset about it's not worth going to court yeah, yeah. which doesn't sound like much fun at all no, uh, no you know what sounds like fun to me is uh you know coming up with some some new ideas for my product yes. and and uh, trying and it, to to push my boundaries a little bit more and just Make it even more exciting than it is already,
1: and any of these things that happen that knock us off our feet, I mean, they are I know it's a cliche, but they they are um, they are opportunities and they are things that make us think and maybe make us grow whether when things are not good around us and and it forces us to think, okay, now what? You know, what's the next move? And that's um positive i think um so i don't know i I want to say a little bit about the good times before we wrap up because we don't want to only talk about the ebbs we also have flows
0: we do have flows yeah. and
1: we've we've talked about that a little bit like sometimes everything's happening and it's yeah there's times
0: when there's there's more than you know what to do with. And,
1: and i think wow you know enjoy that because um because it is cyclical and um
0: and we need to plan for the future when those when those things yeah. are happening. It's very tempting when when money is flush to to go out and spend it, yeah, um, or to take on obligations. You know, you uh, uh, take out a car loan or uh-huh, or a mortgage right. or something for
1: yeah, uh, pro- when,
0: something it seems like you can afford right now. But we want to be living within our, within our means during those times. Mm-hmm. And, and because
1: any any entrepreneurial venture right is at risk at least of downtimes. Right, like maybe you'll be lucky and it won't happen, but right. pretty much.
0: And if we view those flows as times when we can pad our savings account and, mm-hmm. um, you know, make make wise business decisions,
1: <laughs> yeah, because we don't have the pressure, we don't feel like
0: right. And then and down then when, about things, and then when things slow back down again, we're not feeling the pinch quite so hard, and we can yeah. be a little bit more relaxed about it and say, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to view this as as a downtime, time to recover, time to to build for the future, and and for the next big thing you're making
1: me feel so much better (laughs) (laughs) um and the specific ideas i think if you're if you're making a bit of money you're going to have a tax consequence right right so great time to stock up on your supplies fix things in your studio that need to be fixed travel to look at galleries it consciously spend some of that money on your art because you can write it off your taxes and that's that's pretty smart and then when you when you don't have the money to do those things there they are if it's some actual goods and services that you can use um, so pursuing that art business when when you're feeling good is also great positive energy you know when you're talking to galleries if you're if you're at the top of your game and the money's coming in and you're talking to people you're you have a great confident a confidence about you and those kind of things they're subtle but it can i think that's a good time to be to be out there and feeling good taking advantage of that and i mean here's here's a tip that i thought of but i haven't done it which is <laughs> If you're, if you're receiving a lot of money for your work, taking a certain percentage of that and putting it into a, an art savings account, and whether it's 10, 15, 20% of those checks that you're getting, putting that aside for the times when you, do, when you need to buy paint or something, and it's, it's a bit of a stretch. So that sounds really good, right? yeah is
0: is there a, a business savings account structure that is tax deductible I have no idea so um,
1: yeah I don't know either okay I would just put it in the savings account and personal savings account I don't know um anyway I thought that up <laughs> 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 I, I don't follow all the advice I give okay <laughs> um, and and as like we we're talking a little bit about when things are... Not going well to to avoid looking at your work that's out there and saying it's not good because it's not selling. That is not an equation. You have to be objective, and if you know it's good, okay, don't worry about it. On the flip side of that, if you are selling a lot of work, try not also to be swayed by that. If it's not interest, if it doesn't interest you to pursue it going forward, Um, I think we always have to keep keep our creative core going in the way that feels right to us. So if I'm selling all these certain type of paintings but I'm sort of losing interest in them and oftentimes you will experience a gallery saying I need more of this and I need more of that. Well, maybe you do choose to do some more, but know what you're doing and be conscious of it and allow that allow your creative core to keep keep fired up. Because you can really be swayed by these economic issues. And on a practical level, it's difficult. But I think we have to be true to our own work.
0: Yeah. And and really, whatever you need to do in order to mend that psychological effect Mm -hmm. of an economic downturn or a personal financial downturn Mm -hmm. uh, is is just going to be vitally important.
1: Yeah. Because that's what keeps you going that's what your that's your steady self that you right. can rely on.
0: Yeah, and I I, I think I remember um, at one point I was I was fairly young, but you were actually going through one of these hard times and were thinking about quitting.
1: I was, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I I like this story because. It illustrates the whole idea that things can change. And when we're really down about things, we don't really believe that they're gonna change sometimes. But this this did happen and it was pretty Yeah, you were young, it was a long time ago. But anyway.
0: I was I was old enough to have a clear memory of this. Okay. But it wasn't
1: maybe five or so. Yeah. No, you were about four or five, yeah. So anyway, I was uh, we were struggling financially as a family and it was really hard. And I thought, wow, I sure have this expensive hobby here. I'm spending all this money and I'm not making anything. And I, I really came close to putting all my supplies in a one ad, a classified ad, um, and just closing up shop. And s- somehow I was persuaded to enter this regional juried show in Wisconsin. And everything changed everything changed in one night because I entered some paintings in the show. The juror for the show, they would hire an outside juror, and she really liked my work, and she gave me best of show. She bought one of the paintings and invited me into her gallery, Suzanne Cohn Gallery, and I was there for years, and it was my first real break, and I was able to sell work and start to get established, and that was really the first gallery that you know was was a good firm base for me to to work from, and yeah, I was like darkest before the dawn or something. I mean, it was it was pretty miserable, and then all of a sudden everything changed.
0: Well, life comes at you fast sometimes. Yeah, and, um, I I think that that's a, a lovely story to end on.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, do you have
0: any final thoughts? Or
1: um, I just would say. Um, you know, there, there's little doubt that you're going to experience these ebbs and flows, but if you're staying true to your own vision and not just trying to be swayed here and there to, to what you think will work, um, at the same time, being practical about decisions that may help. So it's just good balancing act like so many things, but, um, you know, you, you'll come back again. I think there's always um, hope that this is a cyclical time and... So accept the bad times and make the most of the good times. How's that for depth and (laughs) and, uh, insight?
0: Well, I think that about (laughs) about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. (laughs) You can find The Messy Studio on Facebook as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. Please make sure to check out squeegeepress.com as well as www.rebeccakroll.com and sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher, and leave us a rating and a review. Remember to share the show with friends and family and anyone who you think will enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime,
1: embrace your creative
0: space, messy or otherwise.
1: Thanks, everybody.